From KUOW in Seattle, you're listening to How's Your Day, telling you a story you don't know from a day we all remember. Today's date is August 31st, 1997. Do you think you'll ever be queen? No, I don't. No. Why do you think that? I'd like to be a queen of people's hearts, in people's hearts, but I don't see myself being queen of this country. My name is Sandy Clark. I live in Flower Mound, Texas. I am Rodney's mom. Oh, Rodney was very a very fun kid. Our family is involved in racing. Uh, when I say family, I mean extended family, cousins of mine with their kids, and now their kids and the generation getting into it. And we started taking Rodney to the racetrack when he was a baby, about 18 months old. He had a little red car that he would, a little infant car that he would ride around the house with a child's football helmet on and Mickey Mouse gloves and always pretend he was a race car driver. I knew he would grow up to, to be a race car driver. That was just a given. Every weekend he spent with his racing cousins, working on those cars. Uh, he'd be in the pits with them when they'd come in from, you know, doing a hot lap or a race um, and make adjustments, learn how to make the adjustments, changing the tires and, and keeping the cars going. Rodney's cousin was married to Melanie's cousin. They are the ones that introduced him, and uh, his cousin, uh, Larry, we call him Little Larry, he's a junior, introduced him, and uh, he raced, and so they were always at the racetrack together. She was not the, not the one that has to dress up and have the heels and the painted fingernails and all the makeup. She was uh, intent on growing up to be a veterinarian. That was, was her dream to be. And that she had like, I, I think a pet iguana, he told me. She loved the races. She would get in his car with him and they would ride around in it and she would sit up in the window and that type of thing. They just seemed to hit it off very well. She was a pretty little girl. His father and I didn't go to the races that night. Um, we stayed home. And normally I would have been in bed, but I'm a big fan of Princess Diana. And so when the news came on, it was coming on about, you know, Princess Diana being in an accident. And so I stayed up to listen to that. We interrupt this film to tell you we are getting reports that Diana, Princess of Wales, has been badly injured in a car crash in France. French radio is saying that the accident happened in western Paris when the car she was traveling in collided with another and vehicle. And it was in a just a little before midnight before I went to bed that night. I don't know, remember the exact time, but it was between midnight and 1 a.m. And the phone rang, and 
my husband was still up, and I heard him answer the phone. Being the mother of a teenager, and they're not home, you never go, you know, soundly asleep. You hear that phone ring, and you know at that time of night there's something going on. And I could hear his end of the talk, the conversation, and what I heard was um, they've taken him to John Peter Smith. They've had to uh, resuscitate him twice and that it didn't look good, and that we needed to get to the hospital as soon as possible. The crash was at high speed and horrific. Just after midnight, the black Mercedes hit the curb, cannoned into a concrete pillar of an underpass, then bounced into the side wall. The French authorities say the driver had lost control and was going at twice, possibly three times the speed limit. On the way to the hospital, it was just silent. It was just silent. None of us spoke, and it was a very bright, clear, starry night. I looked out the car window, and I just prayed, God, I know that he is a gift to me from you, and that someday that you'll take him back, and if tonight is the night that you take him back, then I'll understand, but I need you to help me live without him because I don't know if I can. When we got to the hospital, um, I went straight into the emergency interest. And when I got there, every spectator, race car drivers, everyone from the Speedway was in that emergency room waiting area. It was packed. And I mean, I no sooner walked in the door, somebody, you know, grabbed me and took me over to the desk and said, this is the, you know, this is Rodney's mother. And they immediately took me back to a waiting room behind closed doors. From there, some of Melanie's family were there also. Her mother was there already. I remember the doctor coming, coming to talk with us and he told us that our kids looked exactly the same, that they were both in a coma, they were both on life support, and that um, they didn't know when they would come out of it or if they ever would come out of it. They had them in this room and they were side by side and they were both on life support. Rodney was, was covered in blood uh, from his head down to his chest. And the paramedic had told me that every time he did compressions on his chest, that blood just shot up out of his mouth and went over his head. And that's why he was as bloody as he looked. It was hard. They put them in intensive care and we stayed in the main waiting area all night long, just waiting to hear more news. They were preparing to do CAT scans and brain scans and, and all of those tests on them to find out where they stood. Uh, there were TVs in the, in the waiting area and it was all about Princess Diana all night long all night long.
This is a newsflash from National 9 News. Welcome to this special National 9 News update and the news out of Paris on the condition of Princess Diana is not good. She Diana, is now Princess of Wales has died after a car crash in Paris. The French government Diana announced her death just before has died as a result of a car crash. Dead in a car crash in Paris along with her companion of the past several weeks. The world is uh, is slowly so learning. Again, of this it's news still early is, here. Uh, certainly, uh, many people are only now waking up to this utterly devastating news. So, what they told me what happened was at the speedway, one of the cousins was on the track racing bomber series. The rest of them were standing up on an embankment at a chicken wire fence that separated the racetrack from the pits. And Rodney and Melanie were standing, his arms were around her with her standing in front of him. And she's just about a head shorter than him. And a wheel had broke off of a race car and it went flying and hit that fence. And uh, they fell and hit the ground. Good evening. Britain lost a princess today. A young woman described by all to whom she reached out as irreplaceable. An early morning car crash in a Paris underpass ended a life with more than its share of pain and courage, warmth and compassion. Just over two hours ago, an RAF plane brought her home. I, I don't want to tell Melanie's story because it's, it's not our story to tell, but I was with her mother when they told her that she wasn't going to survive or that she was already brain dead. They no sooner told her that till they asked her about organ donation and her mother said, well, yes, actually, she, we had talked about that before and that she was a big believer in organ donation that, and she had told her mother that if anything ever happened to her, she wanted to donate her organs. And so they started talking about that and they started talking about, you know, taking different body parts. Okay, this time we've got several recipients. So we're gonna take her into surgery this time to take a kidney and then we'll take her into this one to take her liver and then we'll take her in to take her eyes and then we'll take her in last finally at midnight to take her heart. I can't handle that. If I'm next, I can't handle that. Our doctor then came out and spoke to my husband and I, and they said, he said, when these two kids were brought in here and they did a brain scan on them, that there was a number between zero and 10 that they rated them by, and that 10 being perfect, zero, you were not alive. Melanie was a zero, and Rodney was between a zero and a one. The doctors said that, uh, they told my parents that they hoped they believed in a higher power because there is nothing that they had done that could have or should have saved me. The day that Rodney woke up from his coma was the day that 
they had Melanie's funeral and burial. I did the why her and and why not me and and those type of things, um, or just why it could happen in general. You know, there was a lot of whys going on. Um, you know, it's like you're trying to coach your driver from, like he can hear you. But of course, you know, you're just looking like a fool standing there screaming at the top of your lungs. He cried. He cried afterwards. I actually uh, had my dad take me out there the following week after I was released from the hospital and uh, just to let everybody know that I was okay, you know, that, well, just to, to prove that I was still around. I found out where she was buried and I actually went out there pretty regularly for a few years and made sure everything stayed clean and it was being cared for like it was supposed to be. It was important, just, uh, I don't know, I just, it's hard to explain when you go through something traumatic with somebody and you're the only one that survives. It's, you feel like it's your job, you know, to kind of keep that memory alive for a while. We have all been trying in our different ways to cope. It is not easy to express a sense of loss since the initial shock is often succeeded by a mixture of other feelings, disbelief, incomprehension, anger, and concern for those who remain. We have all felt those emotions in these last few days. So what I say to you now, as your queen and as a grandmother, I say from my heart. She was an exceptional and gifted human being. In good times and bad, she never lost her capacity to smile and laugh, nor to inspire others with her warmth and kindness. May those who died rest in peace. And may we, each and every one of us, thank God for someone who made many, many people happy. From KUOW in Seattle, Washington, you've been listening to How's Your Day. Today's date was August 31st, 1997. How's Your Day is made by Arwen Nix and Shane Mailing. Whitney Henry Lester is our producer, and Jim Gates is our editor. Our music was composed by Jen Champion. Special thanks to Rodney Lewis and his wife, Leisha Lewis, Sandy Clark, Stephanie Kuo, KERA, and KBIA. Tell us a story we don't know from a day everyone remembers. 
Our email is howsyourday at kuow.org. Support for How's Your Day comes from KUOW listeners, like you.